Hey, you're listening to episode 20 of the Urology Audio Guidelines Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Nick Serrano. In this episode, we'll be discussing guidelines for Peyronie's disease. Diagnosis 1. Clinicians should engage in a diagnostic process to document the signs and symptoms that characterize Peyronie's disease. The minimum requirements for this examination are a careful history to assess penile deformity, interference with intercourse, penile pain and or distress, and a physical exam of the genitalia to assess for palpable abnormalities of the penis. 2. Clinicians should perform an in-office intracavernosal injection, or ICI, test with or without duplex Doppler ultrasound prior to invasive intervention. 3. Clinicians should evaluate and treat a man with Peyronie's disease only when he or she has the experience and diagnostic tools to appropriately evaluate, counsel, and treat the condition. Treatment. 4. Clinicians should discuss with patients the available treatment options and the known benefits and risks slash burdens associated with each treatment. 5. Clinicians may offer oral, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications to the patient suffering from active Peyronie's disease who is in need of pain management. 6. Clinicians should not offer oral therapy with vitamin E, tamoxifen, procarbazine, omega-3 fatty acids, or a combination of vitamin E with L-carnitine. 7. Clinicians should not offer electromotive therapy with verapamil. 8. Clinicians may administer intralesional collagenase clostridium histolyticum in combination with modeling by the clinicians and by the patient for the reduction of penile curvature in patients with stable Peyronie's disease penile curvature greater than 30 and less than 90 degrees, and intact erectile function with or without the use of medications. 9. Clinicians should counsel patients with Peyronie's disease prior to beginning treatment with intralesional collagenase regarding potential occurrence of adverse events, including penile ecchymoses, swelling, pain, and corporal rupture. 10. Clinicians may administer intralesional interferon alpha-2b in patients with Peyronie's disease. 11. Clinicians should counsel patients with Peyronie's disease prior to beginning treatment with intralesional interferon alpha-2b about potential adverse events, including sinusitis, flu-like symptoms, and minor penile swelling. 12. Clinicians may offer intralesional verapamil for the treatment of patients with Peyronie's disease. 13. Clinicians should counsel patients with Peyronie's disease prior to beginning treatment with intralesional verapamil about potential adverse events, including penile bruising, dizziness, nausea, and pain at the injection site. 14. Clinicians should not use extracorporeal shockwave therapy for the reduction of penile curvature or plaque size. 15. Clinicians may offer extracorporeal shockwave therapy to improve penile pain. 16. Clinicians should not use radiotherapy to treat Peyronie's disease. 17. Clinicians should assess patients as candidates for surgical reconstruction based on the presence of stable disease. 18. 
Clinicians may offer tunical plication surgery to patients whose rigidity is adequate for coitus with or without pharmacotherapy and or vacuum device therapy to improve penile curvature. 19. Clinicians may offer plaque incision or excision and or grafting to patients with deformities whose rigidity is adequate for coitus with or without pharmacotherapy and or vacuum device therapy to improve penile curvature. 20. Clinicians may offer penile prosthesis surgery to patients with Peyronie's disease with erectile dysfunction and or penile deformity sufficient to prevent coitus despite pharmacotherapy and or vacuum device therapy. 21. Clinicians may perform adjunctive intraoperative procedures such as modeling, plication, or incision slash grafting when significant penile deformity persists after insertion of the penile prosthesis. 22. Clinicians should use inflatable penile prosthesis for patients undergoing penile prosthetic surgery for the treatment of Peyronie's disease. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.